Hello, everyone. I'm Sophia, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. So this is our first episode of a new series we'll be doing throughout the podcast, hearing from Notre Dame study abroad alumni, both recent and older alumni, about their time abroad while they were at Notre Dame. So today we'll be hearing from a newly graduated student, Patrick Quinn, who graduated last spring 2020 and who studied abroad in the Angers program in France during the spring of his junior year. And the way that he really went out of his way to take literally every opportunity to learn French there and make the most of his time abroad is so amazing and inspirational. I am just so excited that we get to share his story on the podcast today. So let's go ahead and get started. So I'm here with Patrick Quinn now, who actually graduated last spring from Notre Dame. And during his time here, he studied abroad in the Angers program in France. So he's going to tell us today all about his experience there and also his perspective as an alumni student now and how he has felt that his experience in Angers has um, impacted him both in his academic and personal life. So thank you so much for being here with us, Patrick. Sophia, this is awesome. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, we're actually, for all of our listeners, Patrick and I are uh, meeting on Zoom right now. Patrick, where are you right now in uh, in the country? Portland, Oregon. It's it's a rainy, wet day out here, but we're <laughs> we're getting ready for a little Thanksgiving action. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, be interviewed. So can you start by a quick introduction of who you are, what you studied abroad, um, just to get our listeners to know you a little bit? I would love to, Sophia. Thanks for asking. So as you mentioned, I had the great gift of um, studying abroad when I was at Notre Dame. I graduated from Notre Dame uh, this past spring, right when, the, right when the quarantine hit. Crazy what's been going on in this world. And I felt like I just got out of it right, right when everything hit. So I've been home the last six months. And during my time at Notre Dame, I just had the great gift of studying abroad my, my junior year in the Angers program, uh, spring semester, about four and a half months. It was fantastic. Host family. There were about 10, 15 individuals total uh, who ended up going to the Angers program uh, with me. And for, for the four years I was at Notre Dame, I was really lucky to study neuroscience and behavior. I don't know where that's taken me, but I'm just taking it one day at a time and trying to just share a lot, as much energy, hope, and compassion in this world as I can. So that's thanks. Awesome. thanks so much. Well, we can, I can at least definitely sense your energy already through this. So I'm sure our listeners will be able to, too. Um, so let's start off with, first of all, just talking about the Anjay program. Um, so how did you choose this program initially? I know it's not typically a like science major program. I know there's a big emphasis on the French language while you're there. So what made you choose Anjay? Sure. That's a great question, Sophia. So initially it was kind of, it was, let's just call it an adventure, deciding <laughs> where I was going to apply to study abroad. So I, growing up, I always thought traveling the world would be the coolest thing, whether it's in college or when you're, when you're in a job or profession, you got to go, go uh, broaden your worldview, get out there, meet a lot of people, engage in these unreal communities. And up until my time at Notre Dame, I'd never been out of the country. I was always thinking, hey, if we can study abroad, that'd be fantastic. And so, as you mentioned, 
the Angers program is immersive. You're with a host family. All the classes are in French. You're pretty immersed in the culture. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And initially, uh, I was thinking, as many of my classmates do, hey, you're pre-med, you're neuroscience. What are some of the best neuroscience programs in Notre Dame? There's a phenomenal one in Copenhagen. You got London. You got Puebla. Every, I mean, there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, something stopped me, Sophia, from, from just applying to uh, the first top three programs for, for the neuroscience, the science. I remember sitting there on, on, a, on a beautiful day thinking, okay, if I could go anywhere, don't worry about the classes, don't worry about the language, where would I want to go? And that was always France for me. Growing up, my dad spoke a little French to us. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, uh, ended up going through maybe five, six weeks of just nerves, being freaked out. Because when I did a little, little research in the French programs, it was like the only one I qualified for, four years of the French language was this Angers program. But yet it was immersive. Classes mm-hmm. would be in French. I'd be with the host family. I was freaked out. I was like, what? There's, initially, I was like, no way. Like I got four years of French, but come on. I, I mean, I can say bonjour, uh, como ça va, but nothing, nothing more than that, man. And so ultimately, after talking to a lot of my friends and other people who did the Angers program, I said, you know, what the heck? You got to take a leap. And so, Sophie, I was really lucky to be admitted to the program. Again, there were about 10 to 15 other students. And let's see, beginning of February 2019, took the, took the uh, plane to Charles de Gaulle Airport in France. I'm like, man... This is going to be crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. And oh my gosh, what a journey. So that's awesome. That was the intro. The intro. Yeah, that was great. That was such a great answer. I think you touched upon a lot of things that we want to like talk about with this podcast is that a lot of students have what you were talking about, the apprehension of, am I going to be okay in this program? Like, is this the right one for me? The language barriers and every, everything. So I'm glad that you are here telling us you also went through this, but then um, got over it and enjoyed your time there. So can you tell us a little bit about what your time there was like? Specifically, you mentioned living with a host family, which I know is not very typical of many of the study abroad programs. So can you tell us what it was like uh, living with a host family? Of course. The coolest thing ever about being with an actual host family is you just, you feel like you are one with the culture and the people. Wow. And so, for example, I was so blessed to have uh, two incredible host parents. Um, we, had, we had a giant garden in the backyard. My host dad would come home from work every night and work an hour in the garden. My host brother, Damian, he was probably about 13 years old. Aww. He was always causing trouble, playing the guitar, watching TV when he shouldn't have been watching TV. It was, we had a great time playing games. Um, but the coolest thing, I think, for me, uh, the, the gift of being with the host family were the conversations. And we'd have uh, dinner uh, three times a week together. Uh, there was kind of the, the contract of, hey, they provide breakfast, a couple dinners a week. And then I'd figure out, I'd have to learn how to cook for the first time in my life. That was, oh my gosh, let me tell you, I got stories about my host mom was so nice to, to deal with me and my, my uh, non-professional cooking skills. Let's just say that, Sophia. <laughs> um, but those three dinners a week that we would have, we'd just sit down and we would just talk and I just would ask them questions. We would compare what was going on in the U.S. Uh, I would just ask a million questions about their life. And it, we just, whether we were comparing like animal sounds in, in English versus French, 
or hey what, what would be a fun place i could go visit over over spring break um, to them just asking about my coursework and talking about other host students that they had had getting to learn their story and hear their history and uh, just really encounter the day-to-day -day things that maybe you don't think about them listen to the radio what they like to eat i mean the way they interact with each other it was so it was just so beautiful it was such yeah. a gift wow this sounds awesome i know this isn't something i experienced because i was in london where there was a dorm but this sounds great it's so immersive especially like you're learning so much about the culture there and not even through an academic setting like in in living it so i'm sure you learned so much more than just what you learned in your classes so this is great to hear about um, so speaking of those classes that you took, can you tell us a little bit about what subjects you took, what you learned, the, the aspect that they were all in French, I'm sure was new to you, very interesting. Um, so can you tell us a little bit of, about that? Of course. So, so getting there, I had been, let's see, it was about two and a half years um, of the pre-med grind. And you talk to any science student at any university, I think probably all around the world, and I think some of them are lying if they're saying, oh, this, this the science is easy, even for the top of the top. Like, come on, you're, you, I mean, you know how it is. It's uh -huh. so going to France. It was really refreshing to have a little break from the sciences. There were no science courses offered through this French program. And it was partly the reason I, I, I took that leap because I thought, you know what? This is the first time in my life that I'd ever get to take classes in a new language in a country. How cool was that? Uh, the way it worked was we'd get to uh, Université Catholique d'Ouest, that is the name of our university, and within the first two to three days, all the students there from the U.S., Mexico, India, uh, Italy, everywhere, they take a test to basically see, okay, you come in with this certain level, but let's see uh, where we can place you, because they wanted to place uh, students with other students at a very similar language level, which, which was great. And so um, our main kind of language class was about 20, 25 students. And so I think getting to have that experience and every day, my teacher, uh, Stefan, he, he was a singer. He was a guitarist. I think he was in a rock band at one point. He's just wow. like epic. Um, he did a phenomenal job of he'd ask a question to one person and then say, hey, I'd love to, I'd love to get someone's perspective from this culture. And we go around the room and from one question, you get... 20 different answers. It was extraordinary. Wow, that sounds so cool. That's definitely not even an aspect that I knew about that there are students from all around the world studying there. So what was I just, I'm just curious, what was that like? I know in London, I studied abroad at like Notre Dame in London. So I was only with Notre Dame kids. So what was it like getting to meet all these students? Did you have any specific like learning experiences from them? Do you still keep in touch with them? Just how was it? So when I got to Angers, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, what the university was. I knew it wasn't like a French, full French university, because again, I was, I mean, my level was just okay. I get, I got the bonjour down and où est le, le toilette? Where, where the, where's the bathroom? Um, but I got there and I remember that first day kind of uh, before taking this test, kind of huddled with this Notre Dame group and we had a great time. And I just look around at these 200 other students at this, uh, who, were, who were there for the semester or whatever. And again, I think there were 50 countries represented. It was just something absurd. You got my friend from China right in front of me, uh, another friend from Syria to my right, 
someone from Vietnam to my left, behind me, people from Japan, China. It was so special because we had a lot of time to talk. And we were really fortunate that our teachers, they said on a Thursday or Friday, hey, your homework this weekend is to go hang out with, with one of your friends or go to a park or go downtown Angers or go stop someone on the street and ask for directions or go into the boulangerie and try a new food. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so because of that freedom and flexibility to not be bogged down with actual schoolwork and, and, and studying, we, we did a little studying, but it wasn't uh, the, the, the academic rigor, I would say, that I was used to with the sciences at Notre Dame. That just gave me the opportunity to really get to know uh, these phenomenal people, individuals I've, I've stayed in touch with since. It's been, I think, a year and a half now since I was in Angers. And I was texting my my friend At from Syria the other day, my friend Yajin from China. I mean, from, I think every every week I'm, I'm in touch with at least one person. It's It's pretty extraordinary now to say, man, how blessed am I to have a whole community of people from all over the world? That's awesome. That's so great to hear about. And that's not something anyone has talked about on this podcast before. The people they get to meet. I know a lot of kids have talked about the Notre Dame friends they get to meet. And I'm sure you became very close with the other Notre Dame kids that went. But also just making these so many international friends is is truly what study abroad looks like. And that's that's really neat that you mentioned that. It's crazy. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I think learning French in a French setting in France with other people speaking French was probably the most invigorating experience of my life. I made like a little French bucket list. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to be studying abroad probably once in my life. I got got to write down, what do I want to do? And as opposed to just like visiting places, I had things on my bucket list, like take a selfie with a French police officer or like going to a boulangerie, like a, a French bakery, and like high five the person and just have a conversation or I don't know, try new cake. And one of them, what I wanted to try was 24 hours straight speaking French. And so like, I'm not, I'm praying in French. I'm talking to myself in French. I'm okay, thinking, thinking in French would have been great. I was thinking halfway, sending all my voice memos in French, emails in French, texts in French. And that was probably one of the craziest experiences of my life. I remember waking up after that 24 hours thinking, dang, if I did that once a week or once a month for the rest of my life, I think my language skills would go off the, off, off over the roof. So just, just one of many stories, Sophia, from a, from a pretty hilarious time in Alger. That's incredible. That's so, I'm so grateful that you shared that. That really speaks to you. You have an absolutely incredible attitude towards not only studying abroad, but like personally making it the best that you possibly can. You got so much out of it. And I think a lot of it was because the attitude that you brought in and always challenging yourself, like this 24 hour challenge, that's fantastic. I'm so glad that you're sharing this because this is great for people to listen to of how they can like enhance their abroad experience, make it what they want. And um, I think I really wanted to highlight that in the podcast because that's something we haven't heard anyone talk about. So that's really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And I'm sure you also got a lot out of it, like going back and reflecting on this and seeing how it impacted you in the way it did. And so that's another thing I want to talk about is how actually do you think that this experience studying abroad in France impacted you? And especially you can give us such a unique perspective on it being one year out of college already. Um, So in your opinion, what is kind of like the biggest impact that this program had on you after you got back from it? Going to France it gave me so much confidence 
to not listen and give into those mental barriers of that fear, that doubt, uh, that emotional turmoil that we all experience on day-to-day basis, whether you're in school, whether you're going throughout life. And when I was in France, there were so many experience, obviously just, just for me, applying and then getting accepted to, to this Angers program was such a big confidence boost because I went into that experience pretty terrified thinking like I have a little French background, but what the heck do I think I'm doing in France going to class in French? But what I figured out was every single time I jumped into that new experience, for sure it was hard. For sure there was adversity. For sure there were times in those classrooms. I didn't know what the heck was going on, but it all worked out. And so when I think about, I mean, when I reflect now back on my Angers experience, I think that was the first time in my life that I truly realized that we can do anything. Any of us can do anything. And sometimes you just actually have to put yourself in that situation to realize that you can overcome it because it's easy to look from the outside and think, I could never do that. I need to give you another story because this was another integral part of my, my time in, in France. One of the coolest things for me um, every Sunday was getting to go to mass in France. And so one day I'm sitting there in a, in a pew and having French and singing in French or whatever. And this guy gets up to read something in, in French, like the petitions or whatever. And he's just a oh, polished speaker, top notch. I'm like, dude, this guy's epic. Legend. I got to meet this guy. And so after mass, I go up to him. He's, he's fiddling on the side. I'm like, dude, like you were a killer speaker, man. Like, come on, tell me about how you get to be so good. And we start talking and became friends or whatever. And two weeks later, he comes up, up to me after mass. He's like, hey, do you want to get up? And this is all in French. He's like, do you want to get up there and read next mass? I'm like, no. But I mean, I, I said, I mean, that'd be so cool. But come on, I don't I, I don't know if I, I don't want to screw this up for 300 people and all these grandparents or get this American out of here. That would not be good. But I said, what the heck, let's do it. And so the next week I got to this beautiful Angers. I think it was like, I don't know, 300, 400 years old, this, this beautiful church. And I walk in and my heart's pounding. I'm like, what am I doing? And I go up to my friend and he gives me this, this piece of paper with all these French words and He's like, hey, just go practice a little before, before your, your big moment comes. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen here. So I'm trying to read through these words and I'm like, half of them, I don't know how to pronounce. And he's like helping me. And then he's finally like, hey, it's about to start. Go sit down. And so the first 20 minutes of mess, my heart is pounding. I'm like freaking out. I'm sweating. I'm like, what am I doing? There's like 350 people in this church. And I'm like, I don't want to screw up this mess. And then the, the sun, whatever, the time comes and I'm supposed to go up there and I walk up there and I'm just like, what the heck? And I look out at all these people and I just pretend, okay, I gotta be, I'm French. I, I was born here. I know the language. I put the mindset, you know what? I'm, I'm here, might as well, let's do this. And afterwards, hopefully I didn't screw it up too much. Maybe we can get on a, on a phone call and you can, you can test. I didn't think it screwed up too much, hopefully. But the lesson there for me was sometimes you just got to put yourself in the actual situation to recognize, hey, I can do this. Big takeaway right there. That's awesome. That's such a fun story and a great like experience and example of, like I said before, I'm, I'm like constantly being wowed by these stories of you really going so above and beyond the just mainstream study abroad experience and going on your own to take these initiatives and opportunities as they're presented to you. So this is so great. I'm so glad we get to highlight 
your abroad experience because it's so different, so unique and so personal. Um, so thank you so much again for t sharing all these stories with us. It means a lot to me and I'm sure all the listeners for you to come share your story and be so inspirational, so many. So thank you so much, Patrick. This has been so fun, Sophia. What you guys are doing at Notre Dame with this podcast and it, it's such a gift to get to share a little of my story. So thank you for having me. And thanks so much to all of our listeners for tuning into this episode, our first episode of the alumni series, hearing from Patrick Quinn this week. We hope you all tune into our next week's episode to hear another unique abroad story, this time from a student who studied abroad in Hong Kong amidst all of the protests and unrest that occurred in the city during his time there during the fall of 2019. So we look forward to having you all tune in for next week as we continue to venture beyond study abroad.